My name is Chris Cherry. I used to be a spy. My name is Bray Castellini. I used to go only go on dates with boys. And this is Burn Noticed, a weekly rewatch of the USA television masterpiece Burn Notice about Michael Weston, a spy. Throughout this podcast for the final two episodes, we will be rating each of those episodes on whether it is A, an episode of television, B, a great episode of television, or C, a great episode of Burn Notice. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason at all, unless you want to criticize us, which is impossible because we're perfect and we are perfectly matching, Mm -hmm. uh, check the episode notes for our contact info. Yeah, so not to beat around the bush, but uh, Chris and I are going on a date where we are wearing matching t-shirts. The matching t-shirts are, of course, our favorite design of the We'll Talk About Next Week Next Week shirt that you can find on our Cafe Press store in the episode description. Because it's next week now. It is next week. It's officially next week when we're like, talking even, about this. Even numbered episodes are next week. That's true. We are both wearing the shirts. There will be a picture of the shirts online. Yeah, I'll definitely um, put it on, on Twitter or something. You guys should buy one. We should be an army of stupid shirts. Exactly. That no one else understands but us. And, like, in order to, like, pay off some of the threads of this season, <laughs> after we record this episode, we're going to go watch the Batman. But first, we're going to dinner. But first, we're going to dinner. We're going to dinner at a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bree's, Bree's fiance is not invited. No, no. I mean, he he was invited. He was invited. But he can't come. But he, he doesn't want to come to, but now, to ruin our girl date. Exactly. Our gal pal date. Our gal pal date. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because, like, yeah, no. Um, you never gone on a date with a girl. No, I haven't. Because I didn't know I was bi until I was yeah. already engaged. <laughs> right. Not engaged. I guess I knew technically before I was engaged. But I knew, like, only right. after I was living with a man for, you know, For, like, several haul. years. Do you, like, do you ever feel like you would, like, want, like, just to have the experience? Nah. Yeah. I and why? <laughs> like it, it's it's sort of the thing where and and I know that this is a experience that other people have which is like if especially for for bisexual people where you're in a rela- like a heteronormative relationship when you realize that you're bisexual and at that point it's like, well, fuck. What's the point of coming out now? Right. And some people, you know, choose to go the open relationship route uh at, at least temporarily so that they can explore that side of themselves. I understand that. But like the fact that I'm also asexual kind of made that not as interesting to me. That makes sense. If I had, if I was like still dating, you know, if I was still open, I would absolutely be testing all waters, all flavors. But like, by the time I knew I was... So decadent. Exactly. The decadence of bisexuality. But, like, at the point at which I I understood that I was looking at women not just in an aesthetically ap- uh, appreciating way, it was like, well, what's the point? <laughs> like, it, you know, I, I, regardless of gender, I am attracted to human beings, and I already found my human beings. So, like, why would I do anything else? You know, it'll always be a, a little... Unfortunately, compulsory heterosexuality never allowed me the experience when I was available, but I'm not available anymore, and I don't regret that. Oh, yeah, no. Whereas, like, I would like to casually date a dude. Interesting. Not, like, long-term. I don't know, though. I think, like, I could have been so good at heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, had a couple of moments lately where I was just like, oh, no, I could, like, do this. Like, anytime, like, like me and Andrew went to, like, a work party And there was just, like, the aspect of, like, going to, like, a part, like, a work party and, like, where it's just, like, me and, like, a dude and I'm, like, getting ready and putting makeup on. I was like, this is so heterosexual. (laughs) I could have been, like, I... I could have been so good at this. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we're, we're both latent lifers. Right. Oh, gosh. 
but now we're going on a date with each other. Exactly. And it's going to be wholesome, and we're going to look so fucking stupid. We're going to look so stupid. <laughs> I didn't think masks. I was going to... Con- I thought I could convince you to wear the shirt to record, just because, like, that would oh, be no, funny. Of course, like, but no. you're like, we're going to a movie and dinner, and we're both going to be wearing a shirt with a quote from our fucking podcast. No, of course we're going to do that. Like, why wouldn't we do that? I just... I didn't... You know what? I, I should have thought you had it in you, and I'm sorry the for mistake that, you didn't. The mistake that you made is that you thought I had shame. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I don't know why you thought that. I don't know either. I don't know either. But I am I am I excited. Of, I have a lot of things, but shame isn't one of them. <laughs> no, you don't understand. It's like after I transitioned and suddenly I could talk about sex all the time. Yeah, I was actually just going to make yeah. that joke. So I was trying to figure out a way to do like a sea change transition. And I like, I've really seen change in you. Oh, God. But, like, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like it is that thing where it's just, oh, like, once you get rid of that thing, like, no, of course I have no shame. Are you kidding? Well, I'm delighted to discover this because this is the dumbest thing I will have ever done. Uh, and let's talk about this more because I don't want that to be the transition. Okay. The sea change thing. Fuck that. <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? We're going to see the I Batman don't... because you're obsessed with it. And because like three or four episodes ago, you were like, you can't just go watch it. You have to watch it in theaters. And then last week you were like, do you, have you still seen the Batman yet? Do you want to go see it? Uh, well, first you just, you just said like, do you want to go see the bat? Like, have you seen the Batman yet? And I said, no. And then you're like, oh, are you planning to? And I was like, yeah, probably. And then you didn't say anything. And I was like, are you asking me? Are you asking me on a date or not? like, why are you saying I'm gonna this? I swear that like we had made a little more concrete plans. No, because we talked about we were going to do it on Sunday. Well, no, no, I'm talking about when you first brought it up. Oh, you okay. sent me, hey, did you still, did you, did you ever see the Batman slash still want to? Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, I was going to, but Quinn, my actual fiance, uh, yeah. is not really excited. And then you were like, oh, do you, does he not like Batman? That's valid. Yeah. I'm not really a superhero person. I mostly just like Batman movies. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I guess we can have this conversation. Yeah. Quickly. Like, are well, you asking me? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because like we had talked, we had talked here at this very. I don't We're care. like shouting about going to the Batman. <laughs> we had talked in this very room about going together. May- did we? Yes. I don't remember. That's this. the thing. Whereas, like, we talked about it in this very room about going together. And so when I had not heard from you on it, this was me bringing it up again. Oh, I guess I forgot about the first time. Because I, I knew we had talked about the Batman. And you were like, you should go see the Batman. I was no, like, No, okay, we literally were well. like... I was like, I would like to see it again. Oh. You were like, oh, yeah, like, uh, uh, we could maybe go. Mm-hmm. This was a conversation that we had. Okay, yeah. Because, like, the way that you introduced it and then just, like, didn't say anything. You were just well, like, are you planning to go to the Batman? Oh, what? And, like, you were having another conversation. I was like, no, so like, you asked me to go to the Batman? We should come back to this. Because of, Circle back. Because we had already done it. Like, yeah. that part of the conversation had happened days ago yeah. here in person in these very chairs. Well, I'm very busy. Oh my god. <laughs> Reading romance novels. I'm at book uh I've read 86 romance novels now. I'm also 12,000 words into writing one, which I know I claimed on this very podcast that I wouldn't do. So, I have other things on my mind. Exactly. These are like the, all the arcs are coming together. I this is honestly our most cohesive like season yet of cold opens exactly where it's like i've gone off the rails back into prose you're watching every movie ever made in exactly link check seasons yeah no it's like perfect everything's coming together on this the penultimate episode <laughs> i'm uh, emotional about this i think i'll probably cry next week oh you no we will definitely probably cry next week i'm like look, i'm looking forward to it i love crying uh, <laughs> 
uh, this episode, season seven, episode 12, Sea Change, apparently it's called, mm-hmm. uh, aired on September 5th, 2013. It was written by Ryan Johnson and Peter Lalanis and directed by Stephen Sergic. Our, uh, uh, our other three boys. Our other three boys. Yeah, Steven Sergic is our best friend. Ryan Sorry. Johnson and Peter Lillianis are like the guys that we wish we knew better. Yeah. But like we, we met them as part of a group and it's just like yeah. never been a good opportunity to get close to them. I will say this episode looks really good. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, he's good at it. The premise of this episode, by the way, according to IMDb, I did not make this up. IMDb <laughs> made this up. Fiona and Jesse fear for Michael's life when he reveals his true identity to James. Just Fiona and Jesse? Yeah, that's what it says. Not Sam and Madeline? Nope, they don't care. <laughs> but no, Fiona and Jesse in particular fear for Michael's life when he reveals his true identity to James. Do you want to know more about that in the weeds? I would love to. Let's get in these weeds. This is the last time you're inviting me into the weeds. That's true. This is I'm your never... last hosted episode. This is the last time you ever have to recap Burn Notice. How oh. do you feel? Oh my god, I feel so great. Oh, I'm so annoyed. Let's jump into the weeds. I'm excited. All right. So we start with Michael sitting in a convenient little dungeon, feeling <laughs> sad. This is post three-way, I'm yeah, assuming. Th- of course. Um, they did it in the dungeon because Michael couldn't escape. Yeah, and we know that it's post three-way uh-huh. because Michael has a look on his face. Face, like he knows James is circumcised. Right. <laughs> He's feeling sad. He's sad that any small part of James is not available to him. Right. <laughs> he was really looking forward to that foreskin. <laughs> he was wanting a James Kendrick uncut. This is a good podcast that we've done for three years, and it was definitely worth that period of time. Oh God. Anyways, so so Sonia shows up and asks if any of it was real, any of like their love and all the stuff and what have you. And Michael says that there was a part of him that believed in everything and that part cared for her. But like you can tell that now that he's been up front, like even though, you know, he's fully wrecked, there's only one man woman for Michael yeah. Weston. And it's not fucking It's so- not Sonia. It's not baby Sonia. No, of course not. <laughs> it's Why not fourteen year old Girl Scout Sonia. No, it is not. I will say, though, after this season, like, Michael has been, like, so much bad shit has happened to Fee that I would be perfectly fine if, like, they just never got together. I mean, they're for sure going to get together. They're going to get together. I know that they are. But it's almost <laughs> it kind of weird like... also that she's like, because did, didn't she tell Carlos right before he left that, like, she loved him and he's like, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't do this? Yeah. Ugh. No, it's one of those things. It would work better if, once again, Fiona had broken up with Carlos. No, it would also work better if, like, Michael had turned earlier in the season. Right. I think, And like, then we could have gotten, like, another couple of episodes where he was, like, playing all three sides. Yeah, but also just, like, that could have been given them more time to fall back into each other. Like, aye, yeah. Aye. But no, but, like, really, though, because it's, like, they're not interested in that part of it. They're not interested in, like the fallout of the turn. They're not like interested mm-hmm. in the rebuild. They're not, mm-hmm. it's all just this. Yeah, it's they're like, interested in the turn. Exactly. <laughs> and that's like else. all they have. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's really frustrating. It is frustrating because it also makes the end of this episode less impactful. Like we know what the end of the episode. No, of like, course. We we, wanna... Like it's a, it's a cliffhanger, but it's not. No, it's not. It's like a cliffhanger where we can see them standing on a ledge underneath the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> kind exactly. of a thing. But like if we had had like, yeah, two or three episodes at least of him having already turned and like watching him like justify it and uh-huh. lie to his, you know, everyone's face, like yeah. that could be more interesting. 
Especially but, if, like, once he turned, Sonia knows that everything's fake, and so they don't have to do their little thing anymore. Because we know, and Michael has told us in many voiceovers, that, like, he cares about Sonia, but, like, this is not the woman that he wants no, to be not. with. So then it means that they've been separated for longer, and we can see him trying to make amends with Fee, but, like, also kind of betraying her, yeah. and that could be complicated and give them a little bit more to go off of. Whatever, like, it's kind of weird then. It's not that weird. But, like, that there's not, like, a spy tip that's, like, Sometimes you gotta fuck a 23-year-old girl <laughs> as a spy. It sucks for me. I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> but as a spy, I have to fuck this, like... She's, like, what, 25? I don't even know. She looks She looks young. She looks like someone who has a favorite Backstreet Boy. I don't know. I just feel like we probably could have had one fewer episode with Burke. Moved everything with Sonia a little bit earlier better spent the episodes establishing the organization as like seeming to have similar mission statements to like how Michael does his life. And then like, I feel like we just could have shifted the season just a tiny bit so we could use the space they had better. Like we have 13 episodes. Yes, it's a short season, but like compared to 16 episode seasons from previous years, that's not that few season episodes. And to do a single story with like one and a half twists. They're so weird about the way they pace these seasons. I just don't understand. Because the last season, season six was that thing where like, so much shit would happen all the time. And then the last, like, four or five episodes was just, we need to get out of Miami. It was like, what was going on there? It's kind of the same thing. It's just they, they've never quite, like, figured out how to pace a season of television. They really haven't. They, like, they've done okay every once in a while. And we'll have, like, really strong, like, arcs. Yeah. But holistically, yeah, there's never been one well-paced season of Burn Notice. And it's too bad. And there never will be. There, and yeah, unfortunately, there never will be. This is it. So all that being said. Oh, gosh. We got to say other things. So uh, Michael sits down with James, who likes him too damn much to kill him. He asks Michael if he really believed in the work they were doing. And Michael says yes. James says that they can salvage this if he goes back to the CIA and tells them a story. That he tried to catch James, but he couldn't. And he just made it out alive. And so Michael makes the call. Yeah, basically he's like, you're a triple agent now. Tell yeah. them everything's fine. Go meet with them and exactly. we'll take it from there. So Michael returns and meets with Agent Strong. And I guess another guy who is just the head of the CIA. Or, yeah, or something. Or he says, yeah, like, he, it's... I'm a big boy in charge. He's a big boy in charge. And the big boy in charge is incredibly mad at Agent Strong for being massively incompetent. <laughs> I, I, which I do love. I just like to say, like... You've been doing this for way too. When the fuck? Why are we giving you money? You suck. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, Michael has to be like, "Yeah, no, he sucks, but I don't suck. <laughs> I'm like, the only reason that he's made any progress." Exactly. Like, no, we have to do this now. Trust me, I am a smart man, not this dumb man. Yes, I'm Michael uh, Weston, who's exactly. never done anything wrong in my whole life. Definitely haven't betrayed you, sir. Right. Exactly. Definitely did not kill a CIA agent in cold blood in this in this building. <laughs> Definitely did not let an uncircumcised man fuck me raw in Veracruz, Mexico. <laughs> a, th- <laughs> a third man, because as we all know, James is circumcised. <laughs> Do you think Michael Weston is circumcised? Um, is Michael Weston circumcised? I, you know, I honestly. Do not know. I don't know enough about penises to know how common that is. Like, I know it was more common back in the day. I obviously know it's a Jewish thing, which Michael Weston canonically is not Jewish. No, but it's also not, like, just a Jewish thing. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, if he was Jewish, we'd have a pretty good thing. But I don't know anything about it. For a while, a lot of people were doing it. Like, Mm. and I don't know how much that's tapered off. I actually don't know that much about... I have not seen that many penises either. (laughs) You Uh, don't know how much it's tapered off? 
God, this is a dumb show that we do. <laughs> Anyways, um, let, let us know in the comments. <laughs> let us yeah. know on Twitter. Is uh, is Michael Weston think, circumcised? Don't right. I don't care about Jeffrey Donovan. No, no, yeah. that's gross. Don't do that to real people. No, no, I don't care about whether or not Jeffrey Donovan is circumcised. No, like because uh, we're not seeing Jeffrey. Like we're not seeing a penis on screen, Mm-mm. so it's irrelevant. Yes, mm-hmm. talking about Michael Weston, a spy, mm-hmm. and his dick. And whether or not it is cut. And whether or not it is tapered off or not. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, he gets 48 hours to get James. Cool. Great. That'll be plenty Um, of time. Anyway, so Michael meets Fee, and he tells her that he has to finish things, and that she and the rest of the gang cannot be involved. I don't Uh, even think he tells her that. I think she... Does he? I'm trying to remember exactly. I feel like she goes to him, and she's like, hey, Strong just told us to fuck off, and you don't need us. And he's like, yeah, I don't need you. And I think she goes to him and is like, hey, what the fuck, Michael? Yeah, exactly. It's something like that. But she's like, yeah, I got to work with the CIA. You can't do this part. I think that's important just because, like, Michael's taking the coward's way out of, like, he doesn't want to face them. No, that's 100% true. So I I think that's how it works, is I I think she goes to him. She can't believe that he still trusts the CIA. She says that the CIA will hang him out to dry, and he'll be left only with his gun. And and like, they they, they use Simon. You are going to work with the people who use Simon? Blah, I like blah, Michael in his head's like, oh, you're telling me. I like, oh, trust me, I hate the CIA now. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, like they'll leave you like out to dry, and all you'll have is your gun to like defend yourself. And to illustrate this, she goes and she goes, all you'll have is this. And she goes and she picks up a gun and like takes bullets out and is like, and these. <laughs> and it's like, and this is not enough. This is not as is, is this isn't going to keep you as safe as you think it will. Exactly, which is foreshadowing. Mm. Well, not sort of because there is. We learn one bullet that will not keep him safe. <laughs> because as we learn in the next scene, when Fee meets Sam and Jesse, she tells us that something's off with Michael. And so she put a tracker in one of the bullets, mm-hmm. which also seems like bad. Because like, what if he shoots? Like, I mean, presumably like bullets, there are all sorts of like tricked out fucking bullets. And she's an arms dealer. I'm sure she has it's Like that they ammo. also still function as bullets. Exactly. But also like once he shoots someone... Like, it's useless to track her. It's like, wait, right, but up until then, like, yeah. presumably he shouldn't have to shoot. Exactly. But, like, yeah, like, it almost kind of makes you wish there was a scene where they, like, track the tracker and, like, find a dead guy with a bullet in him. That would be very cool. You know? Because, like, if this was a season, if this was an episode earlier, we probably yeah, could have gotten that. Exactly. Like, it's like the fact that you put it, like, it's a literal Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, weird that, like, it's not. The fact that it's in the bullet and not the gun is, like, a cool little detail, but, like, you want it to mean something more. Right. But we don't have time for that. It's no, we don't. This is the second to last episode of Burn Out of Soul Exactly. Time. We, have, we have shit to do. Fee's like, Michael's weird. We gotta track him down. And Sam's like, nah, we can't do that. And just is like, hell yeah, we're gonna do that. And basically it's like, Fee is like, something is wrong. We have to find him. Sam's like, everything's fine. He'll handle it. And Jesse's like... I'm in the middle, but, yeah. like, we have the tracker. They might as well. There's no harm. Exactly. Yeah. So he, he's sort of playing the, the middle ground. Exactly. Which is what he did last week mm-hmm. a little bit. And that is kind of, like, Jesse now exists in this show to be the third vote. Yeah, to be the moderate. To be the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So they decide to do it. So Sam and Jesse tail Michael to Fort Lauderdale. And Jesse is suspicious, but Sam won't hear it. In fact, to prove that Michael is on the up and up, he calls Michael. And at first it appears that Michael's telling the truth by saying, like, yeah, I went to Fort Lauderdale. And then he says, well, James isn't going to call for, like, several days. So I just got to, like, follow up leads. And then Sam's like, there, there you go. Look, see? And then James shows up. And, like, 
fucking gives Michael a handy. And they're like, <laughs> and Jesse's like, then why is James here? And Sam's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm wrong. I've never been wrong before. <laughs> it becomes clear that Michael was lying and that he has switched sides. So, meanwhile, Fee goes to Madeline to tell her that her son is a traitor because he's been brainwashed by a cult and that they've got to get her and Charlie out of town and away from James's, James's surveillance goons so that they can deal with saving Michael. And she reluctantly agrees to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all this just sort of happens. Like, I will say this is one of those episodes that was like kind of easier to recap mm-hmm. because it's a lot of just like really simple things just happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a lot of this is just like, yeah, there's a scene where this thing happens and yep. like that's just kind of it. Yeah. Um, and and I think this was a good scene, though. No, it was a good scene. She and Madeline did a good job. Madeline's yeah, like, are yeah. you telling me my son's a traitor? Yeah. And she's like, for now. For now. We got him, though, Madeline. We got, I yeah. promise you we've got this. Anyway, so Michael meets with James and Sonia, and James tells him that the only way out of this is for Michael to turn James in, James in, and then become James, and lead the network along with Sonia. And he like puts their hands together. It's like so <laughs> like, like he's gonna do a hand fast ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like no, you are the mommy and daddy of the spies now. What do it? Okay, I buy that maybe Sonia knows a decent amount, although she has been very consistent from the beginning of this, saying, like, we're all pretty siloed so that no one knows too much information. But, like, at this point, I guess it's shorthand for Sonia knows everything, everyone else is siloed. Up until this point, all that Michael knows is the stuff that we've seen him learn on screen. Michael has learned nothing else. So unless they gave him a full deep dive in Mexico, which you feel like we would have seen... How the fuck is Michael going to be in charge of an organization that he knows literally nothing about? They've never really given a clear mission statement beyond, like, we do what other people can. But it's kind of just whatever James wants to do. And if James is gone, how is Michael supposed to follow that lead? Well, no. Michael doesn't know shit about this organization. Well, I mean, like, I think he has some idea. Like, I think, like, because, like, who were they meeting with last week? We never learned. Well, no. And that was the thing that was going to make the organization so much bigger and more successful. I think, like, James is like, you do what you want with it. I think James is like, I trust you. Do what you want to do. Like, I think, like, there is definitely an appeal. Like, you're taking over the family business, and if you want to change the cuisine that we sell at the restaurant, that's up to you. Yeah, no, it's literally, it's like... As long as the food's good, I trust you. Yeah, it's just kind of like, do your own thing with it. It's your organization now. Put your own spin on it. Like, that is, like, genuinely, I think how it plays because that's the way that michael talks about it later yeah it's just Uh, it's so vague because like they don't want to commit to what this thing is they don't and show us the any details yeah i I similarly believe that like in planning that like james has given michael some codes yeah, but like, I wish we had seen a little bit of that. Because right now it's just like, so you just learned I betrayed you and now you're giving me the keys to the castle. Yeah. But we, all that we know as the audience is nothing. We know that James is a terrorist question mark who seems to have like uh, but it's also, good I think, opinions like, sometimes. Like, like they're there at like a base with a bunch of guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it does seem reasonable that like once James leaves, all the guys will just turn to Michael and go, okay, so what do we do now? And like, but also presumably James has plans and he's not going to tell them like, so these were, this is what I was going to do. You can do whatever you want, but like, this was my plan. No, here's all the information you need to either continue. I don't think he actually had plans like that. I think like, what was the meeting? What was, I mean, I think he had a meeting, but I don't think like, yeah, but the meeting was like, it's going to be big. This is the big deal. Well, yeah, but, like, that was James's organization. Like, I think it's, like, legitimately a thing. Like, I I buy this. this, but I like, don't, I didn't see this in the scene. Like, no, I definitely got the sense in, like, once it was the thing that, like, Michael is going to take over, 
that like James just does not care about what they do anymore. Like like he cares. He but, believes like, in the cause so much that he's not going to tell them what the cause is. Well, no, the cause is just like killing the right people. Like <laughs> like no, like because the thing is that like we see them do missions and it's literally just like he looks and goes like that person probably shouldn't die or that person like should die. Like and that's just kind of it. Like he just like has opinions about like geopolitical issues and like he just does stuff for being a. Th- like organization that strong has allegedly hunted for 10 years which also implies that they existed at least for a little while before that 10 years began right. to like garner his interest i feel like we should have known like any other fucking details about this organization or at least seen that michael has them i don't necessarily need to know more details although i would like to but it just it feels like he knows it does feel like literally they- nothing and now he's in charge it does feel like we've missed a beat there. Yes. Like, I, I feel, like, decently able to fill in stuff. But, like, I do, definitely, I do definitely buy that, like, he is being handed the keys to the chocolate factory. I would have bought that more if I'd actually seen a movie of him taking a tour of the chocolate factory. Right. If we had one episode between yes. him deciding betrayal and, like, them deciding... that, Like, because basically, he, he reveals himself to James, and James is like, the only way for you to keep your cover is for me to get caught. Like, clearly, I'm at the end of my story. But, like, the fact that there's not an episode in between, like, this happens within the first five minutes is James is like, you have to turn me in. Right. Which well, is way too soon for that. I mean, I think it should have happened before the, like, trainer. I think, like, I remember saying this, like, a few episodes ago of, like, I want the world building of this. Like, I remember, right. like, saying, like, when, like, I want to go into the, like, their storerooms and see all of their cool shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's the thing that I want. Like, mm-hmm. I did want to see some sort of world building in this organization. But I guess it's, like, they can't afford that. Mm-hmm. So, and they don't want to make distinct decisions about it. They and just they want don't. It, they just want them to be a vague, spooky organization. And it's like, no, that's not interesting. It's Mm-mm. Details are interesting. Exactly. That's what makes it real. But it's that's too what... late in the season for details. But yeah, I, I strongly think there needed to be certainly more world building, but there also needed to be an episode in between Michael's decision to betray and then this I think right. there needs to be an episode between last episode and this one no, where, I, where Michael tries to like keep James at bay. And then at the end, James is like, I don't think this is working, but Michael, I have a better idea. Turn yeah. me in. You're taking over. No, I could have definitely seen that. Like I said, because then if I saw wanted... what Michael was taking over and how it had affected him, that would have, I would have sold that. No, I think Michael should have turned episode eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, like right around there, like two thirds of the way through the season. Like, mm-hmm. So we can have more fallout of that and more, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't... Yeah, like, the fact that we're doing it now at, like, in just the last two episodes, mm-hmm. it's, like, it feels sort of... Like, it feels there's, rushed. Like, one and, it, and then it's, it does it, feel it, rushed. And it, it completely ensures, like, so he's going to flip back right away. Exactly. It's, like, we're not going to get to see that. Like, they're not having fun with the thing that they want to have fun with. Like, mm-hmm. the thing that they're selling that, like, could be interesting. It's, like, no, we can't do that. We have to, like... Just putter around for a while. He has to be honorable up until he's not, and then immediately turn honorable again. Exactly. They can't commit to complex characters, and it's the greatest weakness of this show. It really is. That and not being able to plot episode season arcs. No, not at all. Anyway, so Sam and Jesse set up at like a boathouse of an abandoned mansion on the docks with with a seaplane that Sam was able to get a hold of. Because of his buddies. Because of his buddies. I like, he says, like, Jesse's like, where'd you get the seaplane? I was like, I had some guys put something together. Which, like, it means he, like, had some guys go around and, like, find one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this means that, like, I had some guys build a seaplane. <laughs> <laughs> I had them 
put together all the parts from the seaplane kit. I mean, Sam's got buddies in, in all sorts of places. Exactly. I buy it. He still has Elsa. Mm-hmm. He mentioned in this episode, like, you took me away from Elsa. Elsa doesn't like me leaving. <laughs> but yeah, he still has Elsa. Elsa and Sam were endgame, apparently. <laughs> I know. That was the thought I had, too, when he mentioned Elsa. And I was like, oh, yeah, Elsa. I guess it'd be good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're going to, like, capture him in this boathouse, drug him or whatever, and, like, maybe... A- attempt the initial steps of deprogramming or whatever, but just get him on this plane and get out of Dodge. Yeah, they just need to, like, separate him from James. Yeah, exactly. Like, once that, once they do that, like, they'll be fine. Like, he won't be happy, but, like, they'll do it. Sam doesn't think Michael will go for this, and Jesse says, does this really nice speech, I think, where he's like, oh, I hated Michael, too, when he, like, burned me. And then y'all convinced me that, like, Michael Weston is a good thing. We just have to convince Michael Weston that he's a good thing again. Mm-hmm. And I did like that. Mm-hmm. But- you see, that's the kind of stuff that they should be doing more for Michael's storyline, is that Jesse has, on multiple occasions since season four, referenced the fact that, hey, remember when you guys fucking burned me and ruined my life, but then you convinced me that actually it was good? Yeah. Like, he does that all the time. And that works for me because in context it's like hey remember how we met this is emotionally evocative but like they won't do that for michael they they only do it for michael if it's not something in the show canon it's something that they're inventing no he'll he'll be like me and larry had this big long story together and it's like we've never met larry before or like tom card was my mentor and my daddy and it's like we've never met tom card before so like michael's like hearkening back to is only shit we that was off screen the first Jesse season is, like, the only season that is, like, at all well-structured. Mm-hmm. Like, they know when to have Jesse find out. They know when yep. to, like, yeah, like... That's a good point. Yeah, season four is probably the best plotted overall season of Exactly. Else. Like, and you want that arc for Jesse for Michael. That's true. And that's a good example of, like, us seeing the complication of, like, the first bit of the season is, like, they just feel bad and want to, like, help him out. Then he joins the team and they have to all kind of, like, double agent him. And, like, as they get to know him and are like, shit, this dude's really cool. Then he finds out and he's briefly an antagonist. And then they manage to convince him back. Like, they should have done that for Michael Weston this season. Yeah, We should have had at least an episode of him lying to his friends and us watching him do it while convinced he was doing the right thing. Yeah, it's really weird that we don't do that. Like, it's, ah! it's in their tool house belts. Mm-hmm. It's in their tool, ho- tool house belts. <laughs> it's in their houseboat. <laughs> anyway, so Ed Madeline's fee covers everything in gasoline because they have to burn the place down as a distraction. And Madeline also gets a nice speech where she says that she wishes that she, she had had the strength to leave this place ages ago. And Fee says, well, you have it now. Well, because Fee's basically like apologizing, like, I'm sorry, we're about to burn your house down. And Madeline's like, honestly, should have done it years ago. Exactly. Fuck this house. And then they burn it. It's always, I do always love the moment Mm -hmm. in a show like this, where it's like the show is about to end for real. And then we like torch a set. Mm -hmm. Like always good. Yep. I always enjoy it. It's well done here. It is. Um, but yeah, so they like... Set- they also, they, they briefly mentioned like you can't get made. So like we, they can't know what's going on. And I don't, like they know that it's Fiona that did it. No. But, like they're, they're, they're they have that's, this- No, they just can't be followed. No, I'm pretty sure they said made. No, I thought they, no, I think like they just meant like they can't follow us to the place like and i, I, think, knew I that. think that no i think they meant maybe like the location was made or something like that's the mm-hmm. thing that they're trying to protect yeah i guess it was kind of i was i was just trying to figure out like how do they not know what has just happened like maybe it's like they were trying to hide that madeline and charlie are in the car like no i think it was just like we just can't have them find us they can't we can't have them find yeah. us and, like we can't have them figure out what we're doing yeah like our, your behavior should be confusing 
yeah. Anyway, so it is. They blow up the house, and um, Fee torches the goon's car, mm-hmm. and that blows up too. And that's really fun. Yep. I enjoyed that. Um, it does not matter. Like they don't find them. Yeah. Like they go through a lot of trouble to establish that they can't be found mm-hmm. for it not to matter. Right. Like that was the thing. It feels like they're setting up a thing, but no, it's like. I mean, I, I, we have to believe that that's what is happening, though, because we yeah. don't know it's going to fail yet. We don't know what's going to fail. That Michael is going to get deprogrammed in their warehouse that they That's bought. fair. That is the thing about what happens on this show sometimes. That's kind of what happened last week, where in, like, in order for us to, like, really be surprised when things go wrong, there has to be enough story that it feels like they're is like a twist that's happened. Mm-hmm. We have to uh, know what they were trying to do so that when things go wrong, it affects yeah. us more. And it's like, oh, but you put all that work in. Exactly. I watched another thing recently that had that problem where it was like, it was like a good movie, but it would have been a better movie if like, like it had, the story had interrupted another movie. It was all, I can't remember what it was, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I was kind of hoping as I talked, I would remember. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's just a bad anecdote. It's just a bad anecdote. Anyway, so Sonia and Michael go to an old transmission building like with satellites and stuff that the organization used to use. And then this is where the quote unquote capture of James will go down. Mm-hmm. Like the plan, I don't know if they explicitly ever say the plan until it's happening, but the plan is basically that their helicopter guy is going to fly James to the roof. Sonia's going to get back in the helicopter and leave. Yeah. And then they're, Michael's going to dramatically capture James. Exactly. Ensuring but, thus that Michael looks like a good guy and Sonia is offsite. Exactly. That's, they do kind of go into the details of it. It doesn't super matter. Not really. this like happens, but you know, but it might happen next week, but we'll talk about next week, next week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is the last time we can say that. That's very, very true. This is the last episode. Which is why we we're wearing s- the shirts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as they discuss the mission, Sonia gets a call saying that Fee took Madeline and Charlie in- away, and so Michael calls Sam, and Sam says that Fee is pissed and gone crazy, like women do, mm-hmm. and so they need to go talk to her now. And like Michael's like, I'm doing shit it's like no she's gone nuts you know how fee gets she has kidnapped your mother yeah she has like kidnapped your mother and your nephew i guess Mm -hmm. and like you know she's you know how women get with their vaginas um (laughs) gotta go talk to her she's hysterical so michael reluctantly agrees to go talk to fee so he arrives where sam is which is on the other side of a bridge from like the the boathouse where they're going to go so there's like a bridge onto this little island mm-hmm. and like so they and sam's is like yeah like fee is holed up on this island you gotta go there and as they're on the bridge michael's like fee never goes to islands i've heard her do spy tips wait well first of all though he sam convinces michael to get in his car he's like yeah. you shouldn't take your car because she'll know it's you or something, something exactly something. We should so take they're my all car. they're in one car yeah and it's not michael's car it's not the charger Mm-mm. no it is not the charger but you remember how important the charger used to be to the show yeah it was like fucking supernatural it was just like and like how much the charger does not matter anymore yeah i think it kind of stopped mattering around the time that like Right before Nate died, because that was like their thing. It was like their thing that they did with their but dad. I would say like even more than that. Like I don't feel like the charger was as big a deal once Jesse showed up. That's probably true. Like he took Jesse took the car's place in the plot. No, like all of first season is about trying to build the charger. That's Remember? true. Yeah, like and, it was, and it keeps getting like broken, and then Michael yeah. has to fix it again. And like that was so much part of the show early on, mm-hmm. and now it's just like. Who cares? It's just a car. Yep. But yeah, so like, but they get in Sam's car and they're on the bridge and Michael's like, well, 
wait a minute, Fee doesn't do this. Like This is a trap. This is the trap. Like, Fee specifically does not do this because there's no escape points. Like, I know Fee. And at that point, Sam, he figures out that Sam knows that he has switched sides. Mm-hmm. And so he, like, grabs a steering wheel and, like, pulls the car over. And they get into a whole fight, like fight about doing the right thing and Sam is very Sam Mm -hmm. and that it becomes a literal fight where they like fight each other Mm -hmm. and I like that like Sam gets to be a bruiser in the fight he does yeah and then and then they have there's a whole spy to about him being like a navy seal badass yeah no he like throws Jeffrey Donovan around Mm -hmm. it's like really I mean he didn't throw Jeffrey Donovan he throws the stuntman around right you know but like like he throws Michael around and then eventually they go over the bridge into the water and that's where we get the spy tip about because like Navy SEALs are very good in water because they're SEALs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can hold your breath so the best way to fight them is to pretend like you've already passed out and right. their advantage has has succeeded and then uh, once they calm down you hit them. Exactly. And so yeah Michael gets free and like he gets out of the water and like Sam is coming after him but Michael has the high ground it's over Anakin. Um <laughs> And he tells uh, Sam to not fuck with him. Just, like, leave me alone. And then Michael returns to Sonia, who is pissed that he had to go deal with Fee. There's a whole, like, undercurrent here of, like, Sonia is, like, mad that Fee is involved in any way. It's like... Mm-hmm. She's women... like, she's a loose cannon. Yeah, but it's also just kind of like, this is my romantic competition. Right. It's like, which is never said, but it's, like, there. Yeah. Once again, having at least one episode where we got these two separated from their weird sexual tension thing would have either allowed us to explore the jealousy more fully or make it very clear that Sonia's deal with Fee is not that she's Michael's love, but that Michael loves her and will make bad decisions where she is concerned. Right. And she's not on their side. Exactly. But we don't have that episode. We just yeah. have this one. We have this one where Sonia's just like, no, she's liability, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Michael calls James, and they put the plan in motion to have him caught. Meanwhile, back at the boathouse, Fee is still trying to figure out how to save Michael, and Sam thinks that he is beyond saving at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, he is just like, no, he's gone now. He's a traitor. I looked in his eyes. I saw it in his eyes. His eyes were bulging out. You don't know. Those were the (laughs) eyes of a man who has gouged out another man's eyes. (laughs) But Madeline convinces Sam not to give up, and it's just like, yeah. No, it's Michael. You got to go for Michael. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie's just... there just like listening to all of this. Yeah, Charlie... Thoroughly traumatized. He is so older than poor... Dexter when Dexter sat in blood and like became a serial killer. So I swear this child is aged like five <laughs> years this season. I swear when the season started, Charlie was like three. Mm-hmm. And now Charlie's seven. <laughs> like, I don't know if they like changed actors or something? I mean, kids grow up fast at that kids age. Kids do grow up fast at that age, but it is, like, funny how, like, and he's just this kid that's just there, like... <laughs> Does not have any lines. He's just, no like, No lines at all. Yeah, exactly. Like, some kids are kid actors and some kids are props. Mm-hmm. This kid's a prop. Exactly. So Madeline convinces Sam and that they need to go save Michael and they all get in the greatest car in the world, <laughs> a Hyundai. Well, basically, like, who should drive? And he's like... <laughs> No, I'm, no, it's not I'm even, driving. No, no, that is not what she said. It's what like, did she say? She, they said specifically, which car should we take? And she goes, obviously. And they get in the Hyundai. <laughs> oh, and we get I a see. lot of shots of the Hyundai logo. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, it's just like, obviously we would take the Hyundai. That's the best car at our disposal. <laughs> Great fucking car, this Hyundai. And we do get to see Fee being a speed I demon, like, like, which Fee I love. Fee is like now the Hyundai spokesman. Mm-hmm. Like, she's getting all the commercials now. And she should. Because you know what sells cars? Women. Exactly. 
Anyway, so meanwhile, Michael calls Agent Strong and tells him his location while the gang tracks Michael to the same location. And James's helicopter is minutes away. It's all coming together. And the gang finds a way, way in where they only have to deal with one guard. Uh, they get the jump on that guard and have him call Sonia and then be ma- suspiciously cut off mm-hmm. so that Sonia is like, oh, something's wrong. I should go check on- check it out. And while Sonia's gone, Fee just runs upstairs. They kind of do this thing where they're like, how are you going to get upstairs? She's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And she just runs upstairs. It like seems like <laughs> it seems like she's going to have to go through a whole fucking thing in the building. And she just does not. No. No. She's like, she just runs upstairs. Like, we just get like a quick shot of her running upstairs. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I guess it wasn't that hard. <laughs> it's kind of a hole in your security. Yep. Only one guy was guarding that door that has the stairs to the roof. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, we know this episode is rushed. It is exactly. what it is. Like, Fee gets... It's rushed. Part of, the, part of the reason that it's rushed, and I'm harping on the fact that it's rushed, is that we are almost done with the episode. We're only, like, four... I know. I didn't we're realize like, that until we got there, and I was like, holy shit, we're almost done with the we're episode. We're almost done with the episode. I'm, like, trying to find stuff to talk about. I mean, we'll have little... stuff to talk about as, you know. Yeah, of course. But, um... We want to have spy tips. Oh, God. Yeah, there's only one spy tip. Oh, oh, my God. No, this episode's, like, kind of nothing. <laughs> Which is too bad. But yeah, so like, Fee gets on top of the roof and is like, come on, let's go. Michael's like, no, get the fuck out of here. And she's like, no, like, you can't do this. Like, what's going on? This isn't you. This isn't you. I will also say earlier in the Sam and Michael fight, like, that's, I buy Michael there. Like, like, that's the scene where Michael's really like, no, you don't understand. I'm in charge now. It's like, well, yeah, I think Sam is like, you know, we know these are bad guys. And Sam's like, right, but I, it's my organization now. He's like, oh, yeah, you think that, like, like, basically it's the argument about, like, this powerful tool is too powerful. It must be destroyed. And Michael's like, but no, I, you know, I could take the one ring. If I use the one ring, I could take back kingdoms, the kingdoms of men. And then, and then Sam is like, okay, but what if someone tries to stop you? What are you going to do? Oh, yeah, that's an important thing. That that was the thing. Like, he says, like, someone's going to try to stop you. What will you do at that moment? Will you kill them? Because, like, people don't want you to be doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Which, when Feet gets to the top, she says, Sam said in this earlier scene. (laughs) Like, she didn't need to do that, frankly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, she's gilding the lily a little bit there. But she's like, yeah, like, here it is. This is the moment. I'm going to stop you. What are you going to do to me? Mm -hmm. And then Sonia comes up and says, hey, I know what we should do. We should kill her. (laughs) I don't like her. She's a brunette, and I am a blonde. <laughs> and then, like, Michael literally has this moment where he just has to look at both of them and be like, oh, what woman? Like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? And, like, yeah, Sonia's, like, pulled a gun on Fee. And it's just, like, I will say Jeffrey Donovan, I do like him at this moment. Mm-hmm. He, like... He's been doing really good the past couple of episodes. No, totally. I've been really enjoying his performance. Like, I do love the way that, like... Once he decides that he is going to run this organization, he's so gung ho. Mm-hmm. But like in this moment where like Sony has pulled a gun on V, he's like suddenly like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And like it's funny because like at the beginning of the episode, he kind of talks about the fact that like once you've given up on the lie, mm-hmm. there's not a lot a spy can do. Mm-hmm. Like that's it, it's over. And like he is at the beginning of the episode, he has given up. Mm-hmm. And then like now. He's put being put in charge of this whole thing. And it's like, oh, I have ca- the keys to the candy store. I can do whatever I want. And, like, he's kind of on board with it. And then here comes this moment. You, like, see him, like, hold on. No, I can figure this out. I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and Sonny's like, yeah, no, there's nothing to figure out. We're going to shoot her. Mm-hmm. And then 
like, we cut to black on a gunshot. Yep. And it says, to be continued, is so old-fashioned. You can tell when a show, like, really wants to goose up its cliffhanger, where we all know the answer to the cliffhanger. Right. When they put a to be continued. Right. Like, now, like, because that used to be, like, standard. Mm Mm-hmm. But now that shows are serialized, when someone puts a to be continued, they want they're like trying to say, "Ooh." They're basically saying, "Next episode will start here." Yeah, but it's not just that, but it's also just like, "Ooh, you should care about this cliffhanger." Like, mm-hmm. "Oh, aren't you aren't you wondering what's going to happen?" Like, it's going to shoot Sonia. It's like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or someone else has shot Sonia. Like, yeah. Fee is not dead. There is, is no way Fee got shot. Exactly. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Like, no, she has to be alive. So at the end of the show, like, she can be parenting Charlie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, gosh. Like, like, yeah, Michael has to, like, make it out alive so we can be telling, like, like explaining to Charlie how he met her, his mother. Yeah, exactly. And, like, here's the thing about this moment is that, like, I don't really care that the cliffhanger is bad. We've done no. that with, like, a yeah, Sam that's... thing before. Exactly. That's but not... I don't despite Jeffrey Donovan's very good performance, despite uh, Gabrielle Anwar's good performance, like, we haven't seen Michael fully invested in this new organization enough for me to fully, like, buy the stakes of this moment. I'm like, no, kill Sonya, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Like, if we had seen him, like, getting good stuff out of this organization, like, we know he's wrong, but we also see his point of view. Like, yeah, like, have him get a win mm-hmm. about something that we care about. Yes. Like, that's the thing is that, like, he does all these things and it's all like, yeah, we're saving this person. Yeah, you know, but it's all like, it's all big, like, geopolitical stakes exactly. that are kind of weird and insular. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, like... Like, let him let, let him do a case of the week around Miami. Exactly. Yeah, no, like, with the resources of mm-hmm. James's thing. Like, he needs to, like, have someone come to him and say, like, a good old-fashioned, I have a problem, here's a client... Mm-hmm. But he has resources now. Right. Like, like Sonia happens to be there when he gets the clients to come over or something right. like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, we could handle this. Right. It reminds me of, like, I remember when The Last Jedi come out, came out and they kill off Snoke. Spoilers for The Last Jedi. <laughs> and, like, fucking Kylo Ren's in charge now. Yeah. And I remember people being like, why, why are you ending the story here? Like, people are saying, like, oh, but they killed off the bad guy. Like... There's no story left. I'm like, what are you talking about? The more interesting bad guy is now in charge. Right. It's like, what's going to happen now that he is in charge? That's interesting. And it's like, what's going to happen now that Michael is in charge? Mm-hmm. You know? It's almost like, I'm almost disappointed that it's not like an Angel Season 5 thing where it's like, right. like you know, they're given the keys to like this really evil organization. That and they like, have been fighting against for the first yeah. four seasons. Exactly. And it's like, how do we like... Like, let's put them in there and see what happens. Yeah, like, how, how do we reconcile your morals with the acknowledgement that having more resources would allow you to do good more often, while also reconciling the fact that with great power often comes an abuse of it? Exactly. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I want that. Mm-hmm. But the show, the show isn't interested in that. No. And, like... It's a real shame. It's a real shame because it could have been interesting. And I think yeah. these I think these writers could have had a more fun and, like, comprehensive last episode. Because, yeah, it's too bad that this is the last Ryan Johnson, Peter Lalanis episode. Like, I, I didn't even realize that was who wrote it because it yeah. was such a, like, meh it's just, yeah. episode. It's such a and meh It's not their episode. fault that, you know, they yeah. had truly so many things to set exactly. up. Exactly. And, like, but just, yeah, they're not interested in doing these, any of these interesting interesting things they're also not interested in doing spy tips no (laughs) because there were total four spy tips 
Like, this was out of the gate failing. Yeah. It was, and then, like, three of them were just voiceover. Were right. just, like, overwrought narrative narration. That mm-hmm. was it. There's one spy tip in this episode that is an actual spy tip. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about it now. We've technically already talked about it, but let's but get... Let's, let's talk about it again. <laughs> Like, we're still under an hour. (laughs) Navy SEALs use their comfort in water to gain the upper hand. If an opponent panics, then all all a SEAL has to do is hold his breath and let oxygen deprivation do its work. Which means the best way to fight a Navy SEAL in the water is to force yourself to be as calm as they are. Let them think they've won, and then make your move. Yeah, it's a good good piece of advice. Yeah, when you're fighting a Navy SEAL underwater. (laughs) Like you do. Yep. But yeah, that's the one spy tip. So, failure. Failure there. Failure to launch. What if we watched Failure to Launch? What if we had a Failure to Launch podcast? <laughs> Is it like that 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 podcast that yeah. the Blart guys do where you just watch the same movie over and over, over, and and over again? Over and over again, yeah. Just keep watching Failure to Launch. <laughs> oh my god. But no, um, so there's no practical spy tips. Nope. Except for the one. Is there spycraft over violence in this episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they try to, you know fake out they try to kidnap him they yeah michael's trying to set up spy stuff where he's like a triple agent yeah that's true like he is at this point like a double triple agent and that's inherently spy exactly yeah i'll give you that there's no alias in this episode nope or at least two supporting characters used well does you get to blow something up she does she does get to blow something up she blows up a whole house and then she blows up not just any house, mm-hmm. but the house. Michael's childhood home. If that does not count as blowing something up, then nothing does. Yep. So yeah, we get that. Uh, Sam get to be peak Bruce Campbell? Mm. Not really. I mean, he gets to have buddies, and buddies are a big part of the yeah. Sam acts. And he yeah. has a he mentions his sugar mama. Yeah, but not really. Yeah. Like it's it's. He gets it again. Once again, this is not peak Bruce Campbell. This is peak Sam Axe. Sam Axe gets to throw his weight around exactly and be he gets a Navy to be a Boy Seal. Scout. Exactly, and, yeah, like, and that's that's more Sam Axe than it is Bruce Campbell. Exactly. I'm not going to give it to him. No, it's Jesse a distinct adi- addition rather than a redundancy. Jesse basically does nothing yeah. this entire. Episode. I mean, like I do think, and we did not give them this last week, but like there is something to be said for Jesse being the deciding vote. So like neutrality. Yeah. Okay, I'll like, allow that. Because this episode's not going to get great episode of Burn Notice, so no, it doesn't not. really matter. But, like, I could see, like, Jesse, like, being the voice of reason here. Like, that because is a he's useful... a little bit more detached. Yeah. He doesn't have quite as much history with everyone. Exactly. Okay, I'll, be, yeah. I'll give you that. Does Madeline get a genuine emotional moment or get to do the case of the week? Technically both. A yeah, little bit. A little bit of both. I she think... also, like, I like the scene where she's like, don't you give up on my son. Yeah. Would he give up on you? Like, do not tell me that my son is lost. Right, exactly. Yeah, no. And so, also her scene with Fee talking about, like, I should have exactly. left this house years ago. Exactly. And just, like, watching the house and she, like, looks and she acts the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, this season has not given her enough to do. Mm-mm. But, but like, what she does get to do, she does fucking excellently. Exactly. Sharon Glass, a pro, always. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's not enough for this to be a great episode of Burn at Us. Sadly not. And it's not a great episode of television. No, for sure. We are still, we are under an hour recording. I mean, that's fine, because it means I have to edit less. Yeah, this is going to be <laughs> one of the shortest episodes of Burn Notice that we've done, probably. Yeah, I mean, is there anything for us to reflect on? I think we we, pre- we preempted the weeds with how we felt about this episode, right. which is that, like, functionally, it could have worked if this was one episode later, and the yeah. other episode was one episode before. Like, I feel like a lot of the things that are 
dealt with in this episode would have been stronger had we seen Michael with the organization. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's not... As a... Tri- like, he needed a full episode of being a triple agent before all of... Like, before he was brought back to the, you know, the light side. Right. Yeah, no, I don't think, like... Yeah. It's just kind of a nothing episode. Like, mm-hmm. that's, it's this weird thing where it's like, we want to do a season where Michael becomes a traitor. Yep. And then... The episode where he's a traitor is such a Mm non-entity. It's like, well, we don't actually have any ideas about that. It's like, we should have to do it because it's the one thing we haven't done. Mm -hmm. And it's like the final season. So it seems like the thing that we should do. But no one's excited about it, really. And it's such a shame because, like, that's, first of all, just like an interesting thing to do. But also, like, this whole show has been dancing around the fact that the CIA gave Michael such a raw deal. Yeah. And that Michael, like, even the fundamentals of Burn Notice is that, like, Michael solves a problem for someone who, like, regular justice institutions have left behind. Right. That's, like, the whole fucking ethos of, like, the hidden ethos of Burn Notice. It's not, yeah. it's not text. But, but it's, it's subtext. There. It's yeah. definitely there. Like, how many episodes have we had where they're like, oh, well, I can't go to the cops because X, Y, Z. And so Michael has to solve that problem for them. And the only thing he's bemoaning is he doesn't like to work, which is just his normal thing. But also that he doesn't have the resources of an organization to help the people that he knows needs help. Yeah. And now this is the perfect season to fully disillusion him from the organization that he, like, idealized right. as you could do all this good and you have these resources. But now, you know, having seen has having lived the other side again he realizes like oh the bureaucracy is actually not something i like at all i'm being prevented from working on things that i care about because of their rules and like i respect that they need to have those maybe if we want to be rah rah cia but like it's not the right fit for michael but they're not doing that no they're not doing that you know it's also kind of weird that like i understand their play and they're like oh like we can't have michael be a traitor or whatever. And so, like, they need to deprogram Michael or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't just let James get captured. They don't know that that's the plan. No, I know. But, like, I don't know why Michael doesn't just say, no, we're going to capture James. Yeah. That, like, actually, I had that thought, too. Yeah. Why it's did, like, why, like th- again, once it would have been helpful for us to have seen him lie and be weird around his friends and realize... I'm a liability if they're around. I can't even let them in. And then that's what prompts Fiona to come in. Like, hey, we heard you took us off the case. What the fuck? Like, but the thing is, it's also like, literally, if Michael wanted to, mm-hmm. he could take over, mm-hmm. tell everyone, okay, there's a lot of heat on us right now. We need to take a cool down. We'll regroup in like a month. Mm-hmm. And then just never do anything. And then, like, you mean after they turn in James? After they turn in James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, no. And, and they just kind of do the Michael Wesson thing of like, I don't want to work. <laughs> like, like kind of just like calm down. Like, it will be a problem later. But like, like you know, once you're in charge of this thing, you can very easily engineer a situation in which like people who need to be arrested get arrested. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, it's weird that like, it's weird that no one is like, allowing James to get caught. Yeah, no, it, and it's weird that they don't know that that's the plan. Like, he can't tell them, like, no, we're, we're going to finish this tomorrow. Like, it's going to be fine. Exactly. Like, it's, like, weird that that's not Michael's play. Like, I guess... Because he really wants to actually do the thing. Yeah. But, like... Also, whatever happened to James's friend from the insane asylum? 
He's gone. He, he, like, he might have been an interesting person to bring back to, like, you know, maybe Je- uh, Fee goes and talks to him or Jesse goes to talk to him and he's like, oh, that's what your friend is saying? Yeah, that was what James used to say. Like, that's right. a Jameism or something. Like, maybe Michael says something right. weird or kind of, like, bizarrely enigmatic and they mention right. it to this guy and he's like, wait, that's what he said? Right. That's a Jameism. You exactly. know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, anything. like. And then to give context more to, like, his psychology and, like, his worldview. So once, you know, again, what world building? Anything. Oh, God. This is so frustrating because, like, I felt really good about the season when we started. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just, like, such wasted potential. Really is. And, um, like, it's not bad. It's just, like... It, it, the, the the most disappointing part is r- that we set it up really well and that everything that we need is here. It's all right here. They're just, it's like a first, it, as with a lot of these, it just feels like a first draft. It super does. It's like Burn Notice is very much first thought, best thought. And occasionally they strike gold. You know, a broken clock is right twice a day. But like, that's it. Yeah. Do you ever think about how like in places where they use 24-hour time, a clock, a broken clock is only right once a day. All the time. All the time. And with that, there's nothing <laughs> left but to say thanks again to Vin- Vincent E.L. for our theme music. If you want more from Vince, go to vincentel.bandcamp.com. And until next week for the final episode of Burn Notice the Show. Yeah, we'll, we'll have two, I think we have two bonus episodes planned for y'all. Yeah, but like for the finale of Burn Notice, the television show. Which neither of us have ever seen. Never seen. We don't know what happens. I mean, we have some ideas. Yeah. Has your thing that you know happened yet? It's not happened yet. Neither is mine. Okay. I don't know that they're not the same thing. Yeah, I don't know either, but we're both like not wanting to spoil. Exactly. It might be the same thing. I think it's the same thing. I think it might be the same thing. And I've known since like season one because I made the mistake of when I was looking for GIFs to promote the show when Uh we were first coming out, I saw something that instantly clarified a spoiler. Oh, no. I like I saw a thing on Twitter that was just like, yeah, Mm. unrelated. I don't know. It might be the same thing. Well, we'll find out next week. We'll find out next week. As always, we'll talk about next week next week. Until then. Bye. Remember to buy a shirt like the ones that we're currently wearing at cafepress.com slash burn noticed pod. Uh, bye. Bye.